All right, are you guys still able to hear me? Okay. Um, Calvin, this is my buddy David. He's helped me on some photo projects here um, and has had some business questions. And I, I saw you had some some items you were asking me about today too. So I thought I'd just uh, kind of answer everything at once. And maybe there's things that you guys can learn from the crossover and uh, each other's questions as well. I'll send you, uh, I'll send you both my pricing and my media deck. My media deck is a work in progress. Um, and just to preface the whole conversation, I'm no expert. I'm always learning too. So definitely take this and, uh, you know, uh, put your own spin on it. None of my advice is perfect, but I learned a lot of this from um, the commercial fitness photographer who I used to assist in under. So a lot of it might be really valid. Some of it might be helpful. Some of it might not be helpful, but kind of, um, you know, take it with a grain of salt and do what, what else, put your own spin on it and, you know, do your own research and your own, um, education outside of this as well because I'm still learning as I go too but I've been able to make it work for me so hopefully you guys can learn something today so I'm going to send you the deck and my pricing and we can get right into some of your questions David um, the first one here I'm going to turn my camera on too one second okay so the first question Basically, without a large following, how would you go about getting new clients, cold calls, or emails? Uh, that's a great place to start. Um, it's a mix. I don't really call people. Um, I would say it's going to be pretty infrequent that you find the right phone number to contact to get in touch with the right person there. So I do a lot of emailing, a lot of... Um, a good way to find emails is a website called hunter.io. I think there's a chat that I can, I'll put some stuff in the chat here. Um, this is kind of like a sneaky website that some people use to find email addresses. You basically put the company's email in and it should show you part or all of some of the emails. Like a lot of brands use marketing at whatever it may be, marketing at ProMaster or <clears throat> that kind of thing. So it's definitely important to find the right email before you just go blasting people. At the same time, sometimes I'll use the contact form on a brand's page, hoping that it finds its way to the right person. But um, anytime you're cold pitching or cold emailing, the percentage is low. Like. I don't know, I think I read something that said like two to 5% of emailing or outreach that's done in a cold sense is actually gonna work. So just keep that in mind and, and don't let it frustrate you, but that's part of the game. Part of freelancing is putting in a lot of the, uh, just like the gritty kind of um, trench work of trying to get your, your information in the right people's hands and establishing those relationships. So. 
it's very possible you don't need a huge following it's just kind of like plugging your connection network and like i'll give the example of a guy who i had assist me his name's eric young and he happens to know people that own a restaurant and he's a he was able to to lock in a really high-end uh deal doing food photography for them so i would say plug your connection networks first um and um i don't really think it's super effective to do dms and the kind of in doing that on instagram in that sense um that might work sometimes but that is where the following is going to come into play so how would i go about getting new clients um basically research research who you want to approach and why you want to work with them and then do your do your research on the company like Calvin, the example I have is like working with Dave and Matt Vans. That original email, I definitely took a look at like their website, what their company is about, their culture, and I saw if you see a need for them, like if you can look at someone's content and know that you can make it better, then that's a good reason or a good place to start the conversation. Um so and also reaching out with personalized emails like There was a period of time where I didn't get any responses and it was cuz I was using a uh, standard email that I would copy and paste and try and change a few things and send it off to people and that, I've learned that that doesn't work. It, the more personal you get, the better. Um it, it always helps to start with like compliments like, "Oh, I really like what you're doing. Your branding's really cool and I and I see an opportunity for us to collaborate. I I might be able to take your or basically tell them be confident with it. I can take your content to the next level doing x y and z. Um the more uh basically like the more ideas you put in front of the marketing person, the less work they have to do. All they then need to do is like get a green light for the budget and the rest of the stuff is kind of on you. Um so coming up with the idea like I have this trip coming up we can showcase your van these are our plans this is the the type of deliverables you'll see in the end um and this is what we might expect from you or this is what we want returned so um i don't know if that exactly answers the question but like what i'm going to do in the next couple of weeks cuz i need to stir up new business for myself is just find a few local colorado brands that are kind of middle tier and not not like north faces not these big brands they they get these emails all the time so it might not be the right place um uh, it's kind of more finding like the brands that work and kind of fit in your um sphere of what you can handle and also what you can provide for them so basically identifying who those brands might be and what what you bring to the table and then you know both basically like complimenting them and coming up with an idea uh taking it a step further like i can come in and make x y and z pieces of content this would be a half day photo shoot um basically like i said just kind of putting the pieces in front of them and um trying to construct the idea without them having to do a lot of work cuz the marketing people they usually have to cover more than just finding and sourcing photographers they're running ads and initiatives and this is kind of smaller on their radar but they know and you know that they need the content so um <clears throat> if you want to do you have any other specific questions about that about getting new clients
Sure. Sure, I'm going to repeat the question so it gets re- recorded on the voice memo thing that I'm recording too. So basically, do I include pricing in that first email? Um, typically, no. I, I would kind of wait to plant the seed and hopefully they have interest. I would put links to your work. Um, having a decent portfolio is going to be huge. Like David, I know you've done some food photography in the past. If you're proud of that and you want to do more of that stuff, then put that link in there. Uh, whether it's like a brewery or a, maybe it's like a local liquor brand, basically showing them a little bit of your work and what you've done in the past. That's a great way to get your foot in the door and start that next conversation. Um, putting pricing in right away, you can really easily price yourself out of a project or just close the door altogether. So. That will come up, but I, I would wait uh, down the road a little bit before including pricing in there. Um, it, it's actually the best thing that I've found is trying to get someone on the phone. Like I'll start a couple emails and then I'll say, hey, would you like to jump on the phone to have an initial chat about your project? When I can get someone on the phone, um, I'm way more personable that way. Sometimes I don't even like the emails that I construct. so. Um, having that initial phone call is really big and um, it just helps me. I'm, I'm super personable and I, I tend to understand what they're looking for more, what their budget might be, how many products they want to shoot. Um, and you can ask questions like, oh, have you done photography projects in the past? What did you pay for that project and what did they deliver for you? So you can kind of feel out the waters of what their budget might be based on um, that phone call. So getting people on the phones, that's really important for my business. I do, I have handled a lot of things strictly through email before, but like I said, I think the phone call can be really important. Yep. Uh, do you want me to move on to your next question or do you guys have any, you have any questions on that? Yeah. Sure. Um, I would say like basically what I have, um, let me see if I can, let me share my screen here. Um, let's see if it will let me, okay. Are you guys able to see my screen now? Okay, this is hunter.io, but for me, I use, I have a spreadsheet built that um, is like all the brands that I want to potentially reach out to. Um, so I think this, yeah, this is the start of this year's list. Um, and it, I haven't been working on this very hard because I've been kind of digging out of a lot of work. So I'll probably pick 10 to 20 to approach this week or by the, I'll set a goal for myself. Like if I can get 10 pitch emails out by the end of the week, that's a pretty productive uh, week. So establish, you know, 20 to 30 brands that you want to approach. Um, yeah. 
No. Um, like, for instance, Sea to Summit, I knew I, I hiked with someone that worked there, and they gave me the girl's email address, and I sent them a pitch, I sent her some ideas, but I just never heard back. So I just kind of keep moving. Um, Evo is a store here in Denver. Um, I've been trying to pitch them. They do like trips. So I've been trying to pitch them on like, hey, do you need a photographer to come out and capture your adventure trips? Same thing there. Like I sent a direct email and I sent an email to their Seattle store, but I never heard back. ProMaster, I've worked with them in the past. Um, and I just started to hit them up this spring. I'm like, I have X, Y, and Z trip coming up. Do you want some content for spring and summer? Um, while the weather changes, it's a really good time to get in front of the marketing people because they're trying to develop and build content for, like I said, for spring and summer. Um, and some of these don't work, some of them do work. Um, if I look back at like these other tabs, I have just like tons of notes in here about like, like I met a bunch of people at the outdoor retailer um, and I took really specific notes like on the person, they, they have marketing money, they um, just kind of like uh, the more information and notes that you leave for yourself, it can only help you in the future. A lot of these did turn into projects and a lot of them did not. So it's kind of, it's all over the board. It's making sure you get the right email, making sure you get your stuff right in front of the right person and then kind of going from there. Um, and a lot of these came from um, both going to the outdoor retailer and also looking at, for me, you know, Colorado brands, more local to medium sized brands who I knew like they could benefit from some new content. So. I'm going to start building on this um, this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right here in this contact on. I honestly haven't been very good about filling all this in right now. But yeah, this helps me keep track of like, did I send them an email or not? Yep. And yeah, I categorize things like what, what do they do or what do they provide? Uh, I used to keep track of a lot of the cannabis brands on here too. Um, honestly, cause I would just reach out to anyone, anyone that I thought would need something. So. I can share this. I can like, I think I found this built somewhere but I can uh, find the original template and send this to you if you, if you want a good organized place to, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sure, I can definitely send this to you. I'll clear it out and uh, you can kind of make it your own too. It lets you, it lets you add your own like subjects in here. So, uh, you can kind of decide how you want it to work for yourself, but yeah, I can share this too. Yeah. It's important to keep, this is kind of more of the sales end of my business. Um, but keeping it organized is really important. Um, you know, email boxes can get flooded and you just want to go somewhere to know like, okay, did I hit them up recently? or when, like, how long did it take? Did they get back to me at all? Those kind of things are important. Um, and if someone says no to you, that, that doesn't mean no 
like we never want to work with you try to plant the seed and like establish relationships that's really important um because no right now might turn into a project down the road so i think that's another thing that's been really important for me um like just the other day spot emailed me who i've, I've done a lot of gps projects for them and uh Basically, they reached out to all their investors and said, like, do you need anything from us to make you, to make things go better with the technology you have in your hands? And my reply was like, I love all the gear. Like, do you guys need content for spring and, and summer? And I'm waiting to hear back from them. So like, I'm definitely gonna add that here and, and kind of fill this out and kind of keep going from there. Um, that's big too, like relationships are huge. Once you have the right person's email, like make sure you save it, save it in here under your notes or however you want to use this. But um, it's really important to uh, establish those relationships and um, continue to hit those people up. Like if they have if they have needs for a small project or a big project um, or you have some cool trips coming up and you think it'd be pretty easy to make them a little set of content, then definitely do that. Um, establish that relationship, especially with those marketing directors and the people in charge with that marketing budget. That's, that's who you're trying to reach at the end of the day. Um. I mean, you got to sell yourself, so start being confident in that. But yeah, you don't want to be annoying. You don't want that door shut on your face altogether. I would say it's a mix. Like, I'm about to hit ProMaster up again because I keep seeing them use the same photos in all their email blasts. Like, basically, it's time to hit them up and say, would you want some new content for the upcoming seasons? Or do you have new products that you're releasing and you need a few new shots of basically like kind of a mix if, if the relationships established already um, coming at them like I said with ideas and with a plan or a photo shoot is much easier than just hey I'm a photographer like I'd love to work with you here's my work like they might get emails like that all the time so like I said trying to take it a step further put something put a creative idea in front of them um, hey, I have this road trip coming up. I'm looking for two or three sponsors. This is the locations I'm going to hit. I can showcase your products in all these ways. I can make a, do you, do you, like video is huge right now. So do you, do you want some video of your product being used? Do you want some lifestyle photos, product only? So kind of just putting the ideas in front of uh, them more is better. What's up? So I sent you like three different, I'm just gonna repeat your question um, so I understand it. So you're asking like, are they interested in video? And um, yeah, like when you're pitching them, do, you, do they have an end goal in mind of what they'll use the content for? 
Um, is that kind of what you're asking? Both. Like, if it's a new brand, I'll like I'll send them the pricing that has the half day photo shoot, the full day photo shoot, and then also a couple breakdowns of how I do my social media campaigns. Um, Cause that's just like the full gamut. Like, so they can see everything that I offer. If it's a brand that I've done just photo shoots for in the past, then yeah, I might hit ProMaster up and say, hey, do you need, like I'm now offering video services. Um, here's a creative idea we have to showcase your product in video. We'll head up to the Colorado side country. We will do behind the scenes videos of a photographer using your equipment. We'll showcase three features and then the video can be used like on all your social media, on your website, your Vimeo page, like whatever, whatever they want to use it for in the end. So I think that helps them stimulate and gives them other ideas of what the content can be used for. Um, so it's kind of a mix. I don't put, I'm not going to put the social media pricing in front of people that have done photo shoots in the past because that's like offering them, if they've paid this much for a package before, I'm not going to like, it's not good for me to be like, oh, do you want to do a one-off Instagram collaboration when you did a half-day photo shoot in the past? Um, that just kind of hurts me. So. And yeah, we can go into the pricing a little more specifically, but did that answer your question? Okay. thing there is the bigger brands have started to sway towards uh, influencer platforms like they basically they get more bang for their buck and they get more eyes on their products but if it's a newer brand and they're more local and they like you can tell based on what they're putting out that they need like a small library of content then you put the like half day video shoot, full day video production. That's when you put that pricing in front of them. So if you don't want to dabble in uh, influencer campaigns or marketing um, in that sense, then don't even include that in the conversation. Uh, I'll be honest, that stuff like hurts my business more than it helps it. It's great for when people jump on my website and they scroll to look at the brands that I've worked with. That is what gets me in the door sometimes. They're like, oh, this person's worked with Cliff Bar or like some of that I've used as like a brand name, brand grab. Like there are a lot of photographers out there that do that. They do one little one-off project and they say like, I worked with them. So, I mean, I'll be honest, you, you wanna, you're encouraging people to work with you to develop a set of content. Maybe that's quarterly, monthly, in any sense of trying to like get momentum behind your freelance business, 
you want to set up retainers. Like you don't want to take all their marketing money and use it on one project. You want to hopefully uh, set up some kind of retainer where they come back to you and they keep using you. Um, that that help or that answer that at all? Okay. Um, we can yeah we can keep rolling through the other questions unless you guys have anything specific. see if I can I'm gonna see if I can find a particular Skillshare that I've watched in the past that might be beneficial for you guys but basically kind of what you're talking about there is like sizing up the client um, basically when you start to approach or start these conversations you will begin to put feelers out based on how much money they have um, you for for licensing uh, shoot for the stars shoot for the moon with that stuff if someone comes to you directly and they're like for you calvin i want to license this piece of video footage for x y and z campaign for one year and what would be the price to do that there's a couple resources i can give you i'll put a couple of them in the chat right now getty images is one it's a usage calculator um this helps you come up with um a price to how you should license an image. If you're doing this for like a local restaurant, a brewery, um, that is when it, it comes back to that sizing up the client. Like they're not gonna have $10,000 to license all the originals for you. You're With those smaller clients, you're trying to establish a, a relationship so that they come back and work with you in the future. Um, so that is part of like sizing them up and trying to get to that awkward question of, what's your budget for this? Um, like I had a project come my way where they did have a significant amount of money to spend on image licensing. And I reached out to three or four other commercial photographers on like, how do I price this out? And I used this calculator. It gave me a rough pricing of about a thousand dollars an image. They were gonna use this on their website, uh, on their packaging. Um, they told me in-store banners and murals, which they never actually ended up using it for, but the price I came up with was right around $1,000 and they ended up purchasing about 10 images from me. Um, and it's all over their, their marketing. I can pull up their site here. Um, so I don't know if that answers the question. It's kind of like, feeling out the client and trying to understand what they um, what they're able to afford and pay for um, if you're working with a bigger brand or a bigger client or a tourism board um, 
and you know that they have money to pay for image licensing, then they need to compensate you for that. Does that answer the question? Um, yeah, this thing with Artelect was cool. Like all this photography um, that they used and on this booklet here, they purchased all this from me. It was, they have a lot of backing. Like they have um, some serious resources to pay for uh, the art in here. And they, they do really, they did really creative things with, with my photos. Um, and it was like a big, it was a pretty nerve wracking process of, I just put like a $10,000 invoice in front of someone. Are they actually going to pay it? And then eventually they did. So yeah, you deliver the image files and hopefully they, um, basically they're, they're coming back here soon to license some more photography from me. Um, and I went over and sat with them at their studio in Boulder, but like that's kind of relationship building and understanding what their bandwidth is. Um, they had a pretty solid amount of money to work with and they know like, they understand the value of this. It, it all turns out and looks really clean. So I guess like they were, they were fine with it. They really, it's been a really good relationship working with them. And uh, so it was a mix of also chatting with photographers that were more experienced with me than me and saying like, is this appropriate? Um, yeah, does that answer that? Okay, so never never do that never sell your copyrights that's except i'm gonna kind of go back and forth on that um let me see if i can let me just stop the screen share so like if you know when we shot the shoes david like they can have those copyrights like that like that stuff to me that's their content so all day like if you shot a thing for adidas or nike say you made some really cool video or photo for Nike, um, then you're, you're going to want to retain that copyright. That is your, as a creative and as an artist, that's like super valuable to you. If they really want all the rights and they want to take that copyright from you, they need to, brands like that need to pay what exactly what they're going to use it for. Is it going to be used on billboards, commercials across the country? And that's what this, image calculator is going to help you determine. Um, and there, I think there's one out there for video, but basically like this calculator is going to give you slightly less than industry standard rates. So like I said, like trying to shoot for the moon is good. You like, I was so shocked when they said yes, and they were ready to move forward with everything. I, I thought for sure they were going to go with someone else and find someone else, but like their design team picked out the photos that they wanted. They all matched. They started to put design elements on them and they knew that this artwork, um, although I'd created over years of hiking out here, they knew it cost, it cost money from me. So the licensing for them was, uh, un, I think it was unrestricted. Um, it's one year basically. So they have one year to use all that content and hopefully they come back and we switch all their images out or, once that one year hits, they get another invoice from me saying like, how much longer do you plan on using these images for? This is the price to continue to use the, the licensing on that. So I retain the final copyright on all those photos because if I give that to them, then I can't print that really cool Boulder Flatirons photo. You, you basically like, 
you're releasing that kind of too, you're giving them too much at that point. So be very careful. Um, and I can send you contracts too that I've made and, and I can pull the exact one that I have with Artelect. But it says they have the ability to use it for, I think it's 12 months. And then in there, it explicitly says what they can and cannot use it for. Like it says, um, it explains that they can use it on their booklets and store murals on all their social media. But I also have a clause. If they want to use it on social media, they're going to tag me. So it's important to continue to get uh, growth or recognition for your work. Some people won't do that. They don't really care about being tagged. It, it was important to me. Like if, if I'm going to give them these images and they are some of my more popular images, then I want... Um, I want recognition when they're posting and sharing that stuff. I don't want people to think, oh, the brand made this photo. That's really cool. So that that could that could be how you sell prints or other things down the road. Like if someone sees it on their marketing and they want to buy a print, then and if you've released the copyright, then they could basically buy the print from the, the design studio. So holding that copyright gives me the ability. I could and I did. I licensed that same photo to visit Boulder. Um, and a couple other, not a, not a couple other, like one other tourism board. Um, so yeah, does that answer that question? I'm sorry, say that one more time. Correct. As long as you retain the copyright, uh, that's why it's really important to keep the copyright in your possession. That gives you the ability to continue to license it or sell prints on it. Um, if you do make like a really standout image, definitely almost always retain the copyright. But with that brand work, like with the shoe company, like I'm not going to print that and I'm not going to sell those photos to anyone else. So for some of it, like they can have that at, at that point, like I finished the project for them. like. I'm not going to come back to them in a year and say, hey, you owe me more money uh, for the copyright there. So that, like, and that's just because they didn't have the bandwidth, the budget to to pay for that kind of stuff. So I still took the project on. I wanted to add it to my portfolio, but I knew in the end, like, I'm just not going to make a ton of money off of, you know, I'm not going to sell shoe photos to like a stock website. So it didn't bother me that they take can have the copyright on those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can keep rolling through your other questions. Um, go ahead. It all depends. I'll also send you this one. I use Skillshare to learn a lot of this. There was a really good one in here about... It's like pricing your freelance work, how much to charge. Let me see if I can share my screen again here. Yeah, I think there's a lot of great stuff on here. Um, let me see if this is the one. Yeah, can you see this? This is for like graphic design work. Um, she has a bunch of different like 
basically uh, scales on how she rates her clients. Um, so I think that kind of answers that question. Like, if it's a large brand and they've said, "Hey, David, like we really like what you're what you're doing with your work," then you say the photo shoots ten thousand dollars and it's one thousand dollars to license each image from that. If you know the brand doesn't have the bandwidth to do that, then you really got to pull back and just try to sell them on your most expensive photography package. Um, and if you want to establish a relationship there, then you kind of like add things as you go. Like you can have, you can keep the copyright, you can retain that for your use. Um, and that's like being nice as a photographer. Not a lot of people will do that. And that's my style. Um, so yeah, this is kind of what these scales look like. So it's it's kind of two part. It's sizing up your client, understanding their budget, and then like thirdly, like uh, what what's the exposure this is gonna get me? Like Cliff Bar, I've done some small influencer campaigns with them, and then they finally reached out to me directly and said, hey, can we use this photo to share on our social media? I could have hit them with like, you need to pay me for that piece of content, but I didn't. Like, I want people to know that I've worked with Cliff Bar. Cliff Bar has used my images on their social media. That is power in itself to convince other brands. So then I had a local vegan energy bar company hit me up. Maybe it's because they saw the Cliff Bar post. Maybe it's because they saw the brand name. But basically, like, they hit me up because they saw the other work I did for Cliff Bar. They pulled a bunch of the inspiration shots from my website and they're like can you recreate this work and make a similar project for us and that's kind of where it went from there so you have to also measure exposure where the client sits and what does it mean to you and your portfolio so yeah this is a really good uh skillshare on learning how to price things i'll put this in the chat right now Yeah, they have a separate chapter about sizing up your client. Um, so yeah, it, it, there's a few factors there to, to kind of calculate the exact rate. Um, and it all, a lot of times it just comes down to that awkward question of like, hey, what's your budget? Like that, that is what you're trying to get to in a lot of these conversations. And sometimes they don't know, sometimes they know what that number is. Um, but if you can get that and let's see, like, I'm working on another deal right now. This corporate office wants a bunch of photo murals, and the guy was like, "They'll pay, uh, they'll pay image standard from like a Shutterstock website because they were looking at buying the images from a stock company." So I went on the stock site and I saw that each image from there is four ninety nine. It was five hundred bucks each for them to buy the file and then print it. So I said okay, like I'll sell them nine files at $500 and they get the 10 free. So now we're working through the logistics of what photos they want, uh, how big the murals will be. And we're kind of like coordinating how all the art will look in their office space. So basically like instead of them going and buying it from a stock site, I just took the same pricing that they were gonna pay and tried to cut them a small deal. So like they're supporting a local artist, um, 
I can like write a little caption under all the photos from them. They know where the images were taken and like, we'll see, it'll be a, probably be a few thousand dollar print, print deal, but um, that's just like through landscape photography, I would say. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so I always offer more images, more content from the larger photo shoots. Like if they're working with me for a full day, then I'll say like, the approximate deliverables will be 75 to 100 hero images is what like what I call them um, and that's basically like those are out of the whole day of shooting for you there should be at least a hundred images in here for you to use in a marketing sense or that that are strong enough um, for you to use on your marketing um, and that kind of comes back to your other question about how the pricing is set up um, I, I always try to understand their budget before putting the pricing sheet in front of them because as soon as they see the cheaper option and often I delete the content section off of my pricing, all brands want to be cheap. They don't, there's so many photographers and content creators out there and influencers that someone's always trying to lowball or be cheaper than you. So keep that in mind. But they've reached out to you, they've chosen you because they like your work. So this is what my work costs. And over the past like week or two, I've I've bid myself out of a few projects. Like I was in conversation with Blink. They make like charging stations and like we're going back and forth. She was like, we need 75 to 80 photos. This is the price. This is the price to pay the photographer, the models. And it was like 750 or 800 bucks. And I was like, like if you come up to a thousand, I'll hit all your deliverables for you. But you reached out to me for my quality of work and this is these are my prices so it didn't turn into a project it's there's a lot of power in Sino, but when you're first getting started um and you need to build a portfolio or add some brands to your brand sheet uh ask yourself say like this means a lot to me i'm passionate about this project so i'll say yes for this price like there's a t-shirt or apparel company and they're all about protecting the parks so I put my best pricing in front of them and what I thought was the best for what they wanted. They said, you can pull up this email. They're like, we want this many models for this. Um, it just like didn't fit into my, how I price my projects. She said, could you please tell me the pricing? What would the pricing be for the following? 40 images of 20 products with three models, 60 images of 20 products and three models. So I sent her a long ended email that said, that's not how I work. Like you can either, you can do a half day photo shoot for me and we'll produce the 40 images of 20 products with three models and that's what this will cost. Or you can do the full day shoot and we'll get you 60 to 100 images of your 20 product products with your three models. So I'm always like educating the customer on, this is what you need to do. And um, there's a lot of that. You. You feel like you're explaining yourself over and over again. This is this is what you'll get out of this package. And I'll tell you that I lost that project as well. We just like couldn't 
we couldn't get on the same page and I, I but my final email to her and I'm going to follow up with her today it was like here is my my best offer to you it will be 950 for 40 images of 20 products and three models and I also was like you need to pay the models like we can't just give people free shirts like this is everyone's hurting right now everyone in the world whether you're a freelancer or a model like it's important to pay the talent that's out there um and I don't know if they're on board with that so once again I might have priced myself out of it but I'm starting to get to the point where if they don't have the resources to work with me then it's okay to say no so I don't know if that exactly answers that but it, those are approximates for me um yep Sure. Um, I just sent another link in the chat. I'm just gonna, I'll go to your your new question in a second here. But um, the way the hub works, it's called the H Collective. It's a little more defined. Like a brand will post either a photo or a video project in there, and they'll say, "We want three one-minute videos showcasing our product. Here's our budget, and you have to bid on each project." And there's a lot of creatives on these, so. Some of it is some of it works out for me, and some of it does not. I recommend that both you guys set yourself up on there, try to get on there. It's basically like an agency. The brand comes to them, they take a little cut of the project budget, and then they release it to a bunch of creatives, and you have to bid and say why you're a good fit for the product project and uh, why you can produce them good content for their their bid price. Um, Uh, remind me again. So you said for image delivery and payments. Is that what you're asking? So I break mine down into, and I recently talked to a CPA. So this is going to change again. But the way it works for me is before the shoot commences, basically, basically before the photo shoot date, they owe me 50% of the total. That blocks off my calendar and also helps me pay the models, or if I need to pay it for a studio, put gas in my car. It helps me get the resources I need. So 50% comes to me on or before the photo shoot begins, and then the other 50% comes to me after they've taken a little bit of time to review the images. Um, I'll send them the photos through my website, and I'll um, I'll put a download password on there. Um, I don't watermark them. I've never one time have I had someone like it was a cannabis company and I did a project for them and they just like they took the images used them and didn't pay me. So very rarely has that ever happened to me and this goes down to how you write your contract out. In my contract it says on or before the photo shoot date and I can send you a blank contract. You owe me 50%. This is a deposit and then I will deliver the images within 7 to 10 business days. You have a few days to review the photos before I issue you the second part of the, the payment. Most of the time they're stoked in the images, they check them out for a couple days and then they complete the payment and the project's closed. I learned from my CPA that um the this is this might be different in other states, but the photo services you're offering are 
always it's a non-taxable service but when you deliver any kind of digital images i think it's the same for video that you pay tax on every single digital image that you're delivering so the way the invoice should look is it should be priced at all your photo shoot pricing and stuff should be wrapped in the first part and then the second should say like image delivery 50 digital photos and that should be priced separate and I would recommend charging sales tax on that second portion of the project. Um, it's something I haven't been doing. Some of my rates are high enough where it covers the sales tax on all the projects, but that's a newer thing for me. And I don't comfortably understand um, sales tax enough behind freelance services to uh, to give you guys guidance there. I would talk to a freelance, uh, like a CPA who works with photographers and ask them, those questions specifically. You also asked about um, 1099s. Let me see here. So I do, I'm set up as a, a single person LLC. As soon as, as soon as a project goes over, I think my CPA said it's a $500 project. You, they need a W9 from me. So I send them this W9 basically any time the project is over uh, $500, basically saying like, Spot LLC paid this independent contractor, Frankie Boy Photography LLC, my EIN numbers on here, which is the business number registered with the state, um, so that when it comes for tax time, they then send you um, a 1099 in the mail that says, we hired independent contractor Calvin to do $3,000 video project so that you can do your taxes properly at the end of the year. I recommend setting up an LLC um, and having a bank account that is separate from all your other assets, a business only bank account. The LLC gives you protection. Say someone, something crazy happened on your photo shoot, someone broke an ankle and now they wanna sue you, David. If your personal business, I'm sorry, if your personal bank account is where you're putting your business money, they can come after you for everything, basically, where you live, your car. So it's really important to understand that part of the business too. And I'm still learning about that. So I don't want to coach a lot there, but definitely is important to set up. Um, there's a couple ways to go about it. Some people do LLC. Some people do, I think it's an S Corp. There's a lot of YouTube videos out there. Educate yourself on that before you set up the, the right thing with the state, but that is protection. I've never had anything like that happen. Um, and I'll be adding insurance onto my business soon, but um, it's really important to protect yourself and your assets if um, you're, you're trying to run with this and do it full-time freelance. Make sure you're doing that part right. Uh, you never want something really wild to happen where you're in core and they're coming after you for all your your individual assets. Yep. Depends on the project price. I believe it's anything over 500. There are quite a few brands that just never even deal with that with me, but I'll send it to them anyways, just so I know I'm doing my due diligence and hopefully they're 
organized and their accountant knows that they need to send out a, a 1099 to show that they worked with you as an independent contractor. <clears throat> um, how are you paid for the delivered photos? Do we answer that? Yeah, in the contract. Oh. I do FreshBooks. Um, a lot of freelancers use HoneyBook, FreshBooks, or QuickBooks. Um, FreshBooks was just an easier uh, way for me to understand. Now I'll give you guys a look at it. Um, how all that works it they do they do take a small cut so sometimes if it's a small project like I've been doing some product photography for a candle company um, and if it's a really small project I will ask like hey can you um, can I just pick up the payment in person like so it saves me that processing fee they do take a small cut um, but a lot of some brands want to pay uh, with a credit card or that kind of thing. So this is basically what the dashboard looks like. Um, like, and this is where I build my invoices. So this is like a project I did with like a jewelry brand. It it has the photo shoot part on here uh, and the creative fee. This is the full day rate. I've been working with this guy almost like basically monthly. Um, so he gets like a certain rate locked in. This is the, the fee for the models. Um, I broke it all down. I get a studio space when I do his shoots. That's what that costs. And I honestly, some of this I mark up because it's my time. I have to then go and find the studio that works, figure out the scheduling, hit the models up for their schedules. So. Some of this, like that might not be 200, that might only be like 135 to me, but there's extra work that goes into this. So anytime I can like fluff or add a little on here, I'm gonna do that. Um, it's my time. A lot of this takes way more planning than the client ever understands. Um, so yeah. And then normally I messed up on this one, but normally there's a, like a, a spot to put uh, like, like a deposit. So like, uh, this one didn't have it either. I'll, I'll break these in half. Uh, FreshBooks makes it look nice like this and it's all really well organized. So that is kind of built into their system. Yeah, and you just kind of, um, you just do these line items yourself and then it, it goes from there basically. Yep. It's pretty, uh, It's there's some good stuff in here. You can like keep track of your time. I don't use all the features in here, but if you need a solid and organized way to send out invoices and um, Anytime you get paid through it, they take a small cut. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what these look like. Um, and honestly, 
so this is part of this takes the weird like if someone's late on paying you or it'll like remind them automatically or you can send it on the back end so you're not sending them a personal email like hey like can you apply payment it's just like pinging them like you're now late and then at some point i'll apply a late fee like if they haven't paid me after that 10 days or however long i give them to review then they get hit with a late fee Um, I try to get them to understand that they should pay the models. Um, and I always say like, what's your budget for the project? And do you have a budget to pay the models? Cause sometimes they'll be like, oh, we have like gear set aside to pay people. And I'm like, well, we're, we're only going to draw a certain level of talent for this project. If you're just going to give out free stuff. So, and then sometimes like with Gobi, which we did outdoor apparel for them they he selected the models himself sometimes the brand wants to do it he had a certain look in mind and i was willing to help him and, and source some people and then there's another brand that they make uh men's apparel for like not shorter men but they it's just like a certain size guy that they were looking for so the brand went out and found the model through an agency i helped them find the modeling agency i took some of the planning off them but in the end they they went out to an agency and found the models themselves um and that's just the brand's preference i i either like some of my clients have no idea how that process works so i'll take a lot of that planning on and that shows that i'm organized and i have resources or i can find people to wear their gear or showcase their gear so that can be a big selling point for you too if they see all this work ahead of them and all they're doing is paying you for the photo shoot, then they might find a photographer that can find models and do all the other sourcing. So that's another um, kind of line item or that's part of my like creative package basically. It's like, I'll go find the location, I'll find you models, I'll put all this in front of you and this is what it costs. So it's important to understand how time consuming that is on yourself and continue to um, bump up that that rate because it, it's your time at this point and that we don't we're not always we're not always making money so on those big project days you want to be compensated for those kinds of things Yeah, let's uh, let's do a quick screen share here so you can take a peek at it. I don't like how mine looks. I'm doing, and I'm gonna have a separate conversation, Calvin, with you about this, but I'm gonna do a big website overhaul and also um, redo this media kit. Um, one thing I learned from Nate in the wild is like, and other photographers is if you put an attachment on a Gmail, rather than links embedded in the email, there's a strong percentage that it's gonna go into junk or spam. So it's really important to, on your website, have a link that takes you to your media kit. So you can just add it in there as a URL. If you are attaching PDFs and sending out cold emails and you're like, why is no one responding to me? 
Um, that's because it went to their spam or junk and they never saw it at all. So that's kind of like a newer thing that I've learned and I've stopped attaching a lot of documents, but other than just adding, I, I try to have my website sell me more than anything. Um, and if they don't like the work that's on my website, then, then that's like kind of a conversation ender or we're not the right fit, but I recommend, um, trying to build out a spot on your website that is your media kit and I'll be I'll be revamping my website soon here um, I use a lot of stuff in canva this is just like a web-based design program it just says like it's a little breakdown about me what I do I had a friend help me write this who's like an SEO expert so a lot of this is embedded directly on my website for keyword reasons um, and then I just like talk about my work, some of the brands I've worked with, um, what I'm interested in, how you can find me, contacts. And then sometimes the fourth, the third or fourth page will have pricing and I started to remove it from here. Or at the very end, it just says like, see the pricing document for, for prices or packages. Cause I would send this deck out in a lot of intro emails and just never hear back. So that tells me they're not interested in my pricing or it went to spam or junk. And then there's one more layer you can add. Um, I track all my emails that I send out. It seems like a really neurotic thing to do, but um, it's important as a freelancer if you understand that uh, my emails are being effective and they're reaching the right people, people are clicking on the links or they're not being opened at all, so I need to try something new. And that's an extension in Gmail called uh, MailTrack. Um, it, it's pretty simple. Like it saw that you guys opened the Zoom meeting and you clicked on the link. So this is another layer of uh, sales and marketing that some photographers use. Nate in the wild taught me this little trick. It seems really neurotic or whatever you want to call it. But like our time is emailing and making sure if something's effective or not. So you. You start to change your tactics if you, okay, no one opened those last 10 emails. I, I need to change something here. So yeah, it's not, um, and I don't mind paying for it. I think it's a couple dollars a month, but um, this can kind of ease some of that anxiety of like, did this email go in the right place? Am I reaching the right person? Or do I need to redo how I'm doing this stuff? And also like, to this morning I saw there was a pitch I sent out a couple weeks ago to do some videography and some drone shots of like a, a park they reached out to me to see if I wanted to come out and showcase their park and I saw that she was clicking around on the links this morning so I hit her up with a follow-up like oh are you still interested in the photo shoot not not she doesn't know that I saw that but it was just like another ping in her in her box like she's already reviewing the email and then I just hit her up with another follow-up so kind of salesy, kind of sneaky, but like, that's what we have to do. We're out here selling ourselves. Sure. Yep. Yeah, those are some 
just some tactics. I can send you a blank contract that I use too. Uh, I can quickly share the screen here. Let's see. Um, yeah, it starts with my info, photographer fee. So that's what you decided. That's what you guys came to an agreement on their contact info. They understand the deposits due on or before the photo shoot final payment filled after delivery. Then I kind of break, do a little breakdown of your photo shoot day on here. Um, just to give every, make sure everyone's on the same page, capture all go be heat whatever products um, with landscape kind of giving a little breakdown of what you're doing and then it goes into the contract part deposits not refundable like say something happened to you and you got COVID so then you would kick the deposit back to them um, there are some instances where that has to go back but most of the time that's like to lock in your your schedule and your calendar for them um, payment is accepted on FreshBooks, Venmo or PayPal. I'm not huge on when people send me a check. I I've had like a check come like six months later and I'm like, like, where's this been? Like you should have like, you gotta email me or, or something like and update me. And then I, I kind of break it down. Final photographs, high res JPEG will be delivered. Um, within within yeah no later than 15 days i do about seven to ten days i think that's faster than most photographers but your brand's relying on you to get this content to them and you need to get it over that's how i churn projects out rather quickly so i, I try to be pretty rapid um and then i i kind of break it down they must download the images sometimes i take people's projects down simply because uh, some website storage you pay for it's free on my website but I just let them understand that like grab all your content while it's there it might not be there for forever um, this is huge this one's I'll send you guys this this is really big you need to protect yourself um, like it, basically getting them to understand um, they it's partly their job to put a brand book in front of you prepare all their products, make sure the products that they prepare are the nicest looking that they will be. Uh, this is a protection of you. If they come back and say, oh, that jacket was wrinkly, what, what's wrong with that? I basically say, oh, you signed this contract. It says that you should have prepared the products beforehand. It has nothing to do with me. Y you as a client, you didn't do your pre-shoot prep on certain products. So I'm sorry, you signed this contract. We understood that that's, and this is what happened in the end. So. You always want to protect yourself. You want to put something on here that says like, if they're not providing you reasonable preparation, say they, they give you product and it's all broken or the labels look crappy and they try to come back at you like, oh, why doesn't this look nice? Well, that's because they didn't do their job. So that's really important. Uh, then the last one, the fifth one here is about the copyright. Basically saying like, I keep all the copyrights. They're, they're used by me and on my website. Um, if your brand plans to print, an additional licensing fee will be, need, be drawn up for things used in print ads, store banners, wall murals, or catalog use. So I definitely include those things. That doesn't always come to fruition. I'm not gonna take a brand to court if it's not worth it. Um, and then I put the deliverables on here. This is like a half day shoot that I did for that vegan, a vegan energy 
bar company and this is what we came up with. So they needed 35 to 50 final lifestyle images and a few product shots. You basically just say like, this is governed by wherever you're at in Colorado. And then I send this over in DocuSign and they sign it first, then it comes back to me and I sign it. And I also have them initial next to uh, the deposit part so they understand that something is due uh, before the photo shoot commences. Yep. Yeah, I can send you this, this. Yeah, yep. I'll say some photographers have a much more detailed and thorough contract and I'm probably gonna need to update mine soon, but this covers, I've never had an issue with this, um, except recently I, I forgot to send this contract to a brand and um, just don't do that. Always follow like this form factor behind your projects. Like, you know, the way it works for me is we build the shot list pre-shoot pre we make inspiration boards, then from the shot list, the shot list is a part of the contract document they sign. So we're all on the same page of the deliverables they're gonna get. Sign the contract, get your deposit, roll into the photo shoot, deliver the images and get paid. It's just kind of like, some of your processes have to be standardized or you'll come across a client that will just like, some people just are shitty and they'll screw you over. So I would say following a format is really important. Um, yeah, I can show you, uh, let's, this is the candle company I've been working with. So, um, this helps me get on the same page with them. Um, let's see here. Uh, it's loading slow. Um, basically it's just like, I screenshot a bunch of stuff and I ask them, Hey, if there's any images you want me to recreate, please add them to the the document and they'll pull a bunch or they'll send me a Dropbox and I'll add their images. And then I explain like on here, how many hero images you're going to get of each flavor candle uh, or scent. And then I use this during that photo shoot day so I can have reference images and um, just so things go smoother. So we're all on the same page. So you don't deliver a set of photos and they're like, like you hit none of the marks for us. Yeah. So it's kind of, uh, or if like it's a video project, Calvin, like I'll storyboard, I'll do like an itinerary for the day and storyboard out like, all right, we're going to walk through the dispensary. Then I'm going to do drone shots. Then we're going to walk through your grow. And at the end, you'll get three one minute clips of customer experience. One video is going to be the grow. One video is going to be like a product highlight or something like that. Yeah. 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 Calvin had a question about this too. Um, where would you say most of your new clients come from? 
uh, in terms of seeking them out, what things have been the best use of your time. Some of it's word of mouth. A lot of, I pay for Google ads right now. I'm spending about, some months it's like 150, some months it's like 250. Uh, let's, let me do another screen share here. Uh, so basically, a lot of my work comes from Google searching, uh, Denver lifestyle photographer. I had a friend who was very good at SEO. Uh, you'll see my listing comes up here a second. Um, so my website has some like words and text that helps Google crawl. So after all my example photos, I hate, I don't like my website right now, so I'll be redoing this real soon. Um, but down here is a bunch of text that helps basically draw people in um, whether it's having a solid description of what you do but also just being really explicit about the words you use professional lifestyle product photographer throughout Colorado lifestyle photography captures basically we just like did a sentence that describes what lifestyle photography is um, and a lot of these words uh, and the keywording that she helped me with helps me draw direct traffic. I get a lot of inquiries straight through my website. Um, people just hitting the contact form right here. And just kind of having that front and center on your website, ready to book your shoot, contact me. Like these are the, it's the same button, but it's like, this is what, if you're here and you're ready to go, like, let's go kind of thing. Like that's what people want to do. How can we contact Frankie? And then I also put my, I don't put this very front and center, but my phone number is down here, my emails here, um, and some links to my other pages. And also, geographic location is important. But I am, I do spend money on uh, my Google Ads, and that does draw in a pretty solid amount of business for me. Um, yeah. So if you don't know, how, go ahead. Ooh, uh, so you're asking do, if I have pulled client work from the paid Google ads specifically. Um, I wish that was more trackable. I think there's a, a better way for me to do that. Um, I At the end of my initial phone call that I do, I say, how did you hear about me? How did you learn about me? And if they say Google search, then I know some of that is being effective. Sometimes they just found me because of the vicinity to them, their search, like, the candle company is like up Colfax from me. Um, there's a way for me to track that, but I'm not very good at it. And I'm still learning a lot of uh, the Google, the way the ins and outs of Google ads. So, um, it is, um, but you can't like, you know, you can't just come up to my front door and, and I have to edit this because it's my old address. Sometimes I, yeah, it goes either way. Some people don't want their address right on there, but I think it's smart because, um, exactly, like a few smaller projects have come to me just because, and I happen to know like the client lives around the corner, or they live a few blocks away or they're in like a certain uh, mile radius from that address. So there's a way to hide it. Um, which might be smart. You want to protect yourself and your gear, but it's important to know the 
to have it list on your business page of the location that you service. Yeah, without a doubt. Yep. Yeah, you know, just like paying for boosting a post on Instagram, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I'm sure they give you a, a kind of a scratch your back a little bit because you're pumping money into your listing. Um, yeah, yep. Um, and then something else that's been really important is if you, if something goes really well on a project to hit them like a week or with your final email from them for the photo shoot, like, Hey, if you have a minute, can you leave me a review? Um, I'm really stoked to have five star reviews and from 16 people. Some of these are just friends, some are family, but some of them are real clients that I've worked with. Um, like Dave and Matt's on here and, and I went and left them a review about their vans and stuff. So like they're a small, they're a medium, not a, a huge business, but they're a small business. So they understand how important this is. And, uh, it's really important to be a list as a business on Google. People are using search engines to find you, not just Instagram and just searching the web. You have to think about how, how am I going to funnel the business to my page? Uh, and these reviews are, they're crucial for me. If something doesn't go very well, um, sometimes I'll reach out and ask them to leave me honest reviews. Sometimes I'm just like, it wasn't the right fit. You know, some projects go really well because you have a great relationship with the client. It's symbiotic. Um, and you guys, you know, you leave the project, everyone's happy kind of thing. So it's important to get reviews. No. Yeah. Uh, this is, yeah, this is all relatively easy to set up. Um, happy to leave you guys reviews once you get your ears going. Uh, cause I've worked with both of you. Um, yeah, this is, I would say this is pretty crucial and a part of the photography business that not a lot of photographers spend their time on. Um, yeah, I would say it's really important. And that was another thing that my SEO friend helped me with was basically making sure I was on all search engines, whether it's just a business listing on Yelp or just everywhere that someone might go Bing, like sites that I don't even use that she put a listing up there for me and gave me like a login and established me. So at least at the very least, my name pops up and it can funnel them to my website. I might not spend time doing posts over there or that kind of thing, but, um, it's important, very important, I would say. And it allows you to like, let's see here, that says keep customers up to date. So every once in a while I will, I don't know what that's doing. I'll just do like a post on here that says like, uh, yeah, right here, here they are. We're currently booking shoots for, oops, sorry. It says we're currently booking shoots for spring and summer. Now is the perfect time to book a shoot to capture your products in the best light. Contact us today. And I'll just do quick examples of my work on here. Um, 
basically just mini posts so that, you, that people keep crawling to and that the search engines keep crawling to your stuff um, some of these get viewed more than others but like yeah just examples of what I do and what I'm capable of um, posting constantly Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, when I click on images, I don't know what some of these other ones are, but some of my stuff, some of my work is on here in an image search. It says lifestyle photographer, and then it goes straight to my site. Um, I wish I knew more about what's going on there. Sorry. Yeah, and here's like, here's like examples from my cannabis website on here too. Um, but yeah, it's just this, and for every project that I put up on my sites, I do like a, a short description of this is what we did for the client, this is the gear I use, this is what they were looking for, and this is a collaboration or whatever. Um, and that, yeah, it just kind of embedded itself on the, this is, oh yeah, this is the Frankie Boy search, but um, I was looking the other day and just wondering how some people find me and some people might just click on the image and then it takes them into my website, which great. They're there. Say that again. Um, let's take a look here. This month, 45,000 views. But that could be from, um, like, clients are also viewing their photos and downloading them from my site, but it also shows trends and popular galleries. Um, I look at some of this a little bit. I don't spend a ton of time on these. Um, yeah, popularity. So Instagram feed 2020. So for whatever reason, people are checking out the gallery that's the Instagram feed and then underneath is a lifestyle shoot that I do for the jewelry guy that's a, so a large chunk of those views were him viewing that this is the Gobi heat project I did and the Instagram feed again and then another lifestyle shoot so that's just showing the popular galleries but um, I would say that's this has been a pretty high month I've been pushing pretty hard to get people just just to get people to look at my stuff. So, um, yeah, I wish I understood more about it or knew where I could spend my time more. I think refers might show me. So Google is like, yeah. Yep. Solid. Any other questions? Okay. Send you the contract. If you're booking them directly, like, 
I don't know, ask yourself, like, how much... If it's, like, a newer model and they're just trying to break in, um, you know, 25 an hour. So say you're just taking them out for a three- or four-hour photo shoot, maybe 100 bucks comes from the brand. Maybe 200 to pay two models. Having two people or a group can look better. Um, so I think that comes down to basically their the brand's bandwidth and their budget for that. Um, or you have friends. Like, if ever you have a project that you really want to do and, uh, like, David, like, he helped me with something and I, I threw him some shoes. Like, um, or you know, if there's a project that you need help with or something, like, just reach out to people you know and maybe when they have a project in the future, like, you've helped me with stuff too, Calvin. It's just, like, I try to try to use the people that I have first and then I can release it to as a paid project if I know the brand is willing to pay for it using those groups like the Denver creates and posting it on my stories um, sometimes some friends that are photographers will come out and I'll just help them down the road with a photo shoot or um, there's this girl Jess she's a photographer too um, I'll, I pay her, but I also help her with shoots too. So it's kind of like just establishing some relationships there. And, um, yeah, if there's anything you need help with, or you're trying to make a video and Ashley and I can help you or anything, dude, just, just reach out. Um, we can make it happen. Yeah. Cool. I'll send you both uh, the contract and a blank version of this com uh, company. I just call it the company contract or contact tracker. So you know who you're contacting when. Um, just one of the systems I built. You can build them on your own or Google and find another template. But uh, I found some of these to be really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do you want just a screenshot of like an invoice or just to see how I break things down? Um, sure, I sent you, I think I emailed you my generic pricing sheet. Um, man, I just, uh, one thing, the biggest thing to emphasize there is understanding how much time it takes to plan these things. I would say I'm, I'm slowly dropping my prices again, but I'm also saying no to stuff and feeling comfortable saying no to it because a day or two will go by and a few, I'll get a few fresh inquiries directly through my website. So figure out where you are on that spectrum. If you're not, uh, if you're not bringing in any business, then you need to shift and adjust your pricing. If, you're, if your book isn't strong enough, then you need to set a price that people will say okay to while you build that portfolio and also can survive. We all gotta live, you know, and uh, can, can kind of build momentum from there. And always getting that awkward question of, hey, what's your budget for this? Like that is one of the biggest things to answer.
both try to like get them to understand like what your how your services work and do any of those fit what they had in mind but also like you could start to understand like if you put a few numbers in an email or you're on the phone with them and you you hear them say oh we did a photo shoot with a photographer and it was two hundred dollars for 50 images well then you need to explain like this is why i cost more my work is at this level you're going to get better content by work you have to be a little confident in yourself you'll get better content from this shoot than you did that but this is, these are my prices and there's power in saying no but only say no if you have a lot of business banging on the door or you feel comfortable um you know what i mean saying no and going to find work yourself so um and a lot of times i i say yes like there will be things that i don't think fit but I also try to take on projects that like make me happy or they're fun or I'm learning a new skill or um, you're the, you know, you're the, you're your boss in this. So that's important too. It's kind of dictating and picking and choosing what you want, but also like I'll shoot engagements and weddings. They're great money. I don't necessarily love doing that all day long, but like I'll take that money all day long. There are professional engagement wedding photographers making 80 to a hundred thousand dollars a year that's all they shoot so yep so and if that's the case like if you're doing weddings or something or real estate then there's a whole other pricing brackets for that kind of work same with videography calvin like my pricing might not be right for what you guys are doing or might not fit but it gives you like a baseline of this is where i'm at in my business so this is what i'm able to charge kind of thing Yep. Yep. Yeah. Always do what you can to shoot for the moon and um and understand like with the jacket company, I'll send you a breakdown of the outdoor photo shoot I did for Gobi Heat. I know they sell coats for $150 to $200. So all I did is take my day rate, my pricing, and divide it by how many coats do they need to sell to pay for the photo shoot? How many coats do they need to sell for pay to, to pay for the studio shoot? And if in your head you know that they're making five to $10,000 each week or $50,000 a month, then they have marketing money. They're just... They're either trying to spend it in other ways, spend it on Google ads, but then that's when you come in and educate them on the importance and the value that you bring. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I've been watching, I'll be honest, my website is in dire need of updates. Um, and I've been watching a lot of YouTubes on what is how to create an effective photo or video website. So I'll take a look. Um, I might have to switch my attention to some other stuff, but I'll definitely give you some feedback in an email. I'll, I'll pop it up here right now. Um, Calvin, I, I looked at your site yesterday. It's looking really strong, dude. I like how, what you have going on there. Yeah, dude, I'm gonna, I'm 
probably going to be your first client for some website work. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, David, I'll take a look here. Um, and I can give you some feedback. Um, yeah, just off the bat, uh, I'll just take like a minute to talk about your site. I would try to narrow, narrowing, the more narrow it is for people, the better. Like this one site and this one YouTube video I was watching, like it was either engagements or weddings. They just had two buttons at the front and you could go, it was just simplifying things for people is always a good idea. Um, so you might be able to combine some categories that make sense. Um, and then maybe, and, and maybe hide some things that aren't getting a lot of clicks so that basically you're, you're generating the business you want, like maybe real estate and lifestyle slash product, or you know what I mean? Like trying to figure out ways to funnel people in the direction that they need to go to book you for that exact style issue. I haven't clicked around enough, so let me. Let me do a little more looking at your site, but um, I can give you some feedback for sure. Spend some time writing. Fiverr has a lot of options for content writers and SEO. Um, I wish I could recommend a really good SEO person. She used to help me a ton in the past, but now she just, she works for a company and doesn't do it freelance anymore. So um, yeah, it's important to start embedding some text into the projects, whether you have a little blog that says real estate photo shoot and you just really simply describe what you did. I, I, well, I, how I make these is I put my headphones in and I just talk into my phone. I said, this is what we did on this day. We did a lifestyle outdoor photo shoot. We captured uh, this many images to create uh, deliverables for marketing assets, social media use, basically like catchy things that people, when they're looking for you, they're gonna kind of stumble upon you because it's in that blog post. Those are things to keep in mind. Yep, content's king, whether it's simple and basic, but um, yep. It, it will start to read that. It takes time for the search engine to crawl and start to learn more about it. Another thing that this SEO expert did with, with my website was they added uh, keywords to all my landscape photography. They added keywords to all my lifestyle images. There's a thing on my photo website that has a section for just keywords. And that's another way that I've been able to grab business is that they went through and added all these little catchy little SEO words that help draw people into my site. And some of that took a lot of time. I paid someone for the work, but um, it's paying off today.
Right on. No problem. Yeah. If there's any guidance you need or like I recently helped coach someone, that dude, Eric, I helped coach him through getting the most out of that client. So if you need help pricing something out or just reach out to me, that the way I learned any of this was I did photography assistant for a commercial fitness photographer and some days he would pay me and some shoots he wouldn't, but I was just a sponge and I asked him question after question and he sent me his contracts and his invoices. So basically I just, there's no school for this stuff. It's just doing it and making mistakes, making mistakes and kind of getting it right. And then just going after it. Um, I'm, I'm confident that you guys are creatively talented enough to do it. And there's so many people that need content right now. So just, just do what you got to do, plug away and hit me up with any questions. Yep. Yep. All right. Hope you guys have a good day. I'm going to click this off. Calvin, I'll, I'm going to be in touch soon here. Uh, you're, you're off tomorrow as well. Okay. I'll put one other, let me put one other link in here. I would grab them, grab them and also grab this one. This is to be a contributor for Shutterstock Custom. They sometimes, they work with Fortune 500 brands. Um, same deal as Hub Collective. Big brand approaches Shutterstock Custom. They then release the project to a bunch of creatives. They have a lot of video stuff in here. They do it more based on your, your geographical location. So apply to this. You'll see a thing that says apply now and you might have to put some work up there and some websites, but um, I've done quite a few large projects with them and can be pretty lucrative, especially on the video end. Um, yeah, it's just basically like an agency that helps you find work. Yeah, I don't know if it will... You can save the chat. I don't know if you can do it on your iPad there, but uh, I can save it and send it over too. Yeah, I emailed the links. So yeah, check out that Skillshare. Um, there's a lot of other great stuff on there. YouTube's good. Sometimes a lot of YouTube videos will waste your time before they get you to what you need, but uh, Skillshare has taught me a lot um, as far as more. Yeah. Yeah, pay for it for a month, soak it up, and then just cancel it. I just keep mine going because I just jump on there before like fashion shoots or just to refresh myself on uh, different techniques and, and ideas. Yep. Yep. There's a contract. And then I shared you the company contact tracker. You guys can just like take it from the shared and make your own version of it. But, um, a good way to organize your, your client, your outreach basically. Yep. I'm glad we could do this. I, I hope it helped.
Sweet. Sweet. Reach out if you have anything else. Yeah, we can keep doing these. Um, yeah, I might use this content somehow. So I might ask you guys for your permission if it turned out the way I wanted it, but uh, we'll see. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. That's awesome. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for taking some time, too. All right. Have a good day, guys. Yeah. I'll see you guys soon. Later.